Joining us today is Sachin Puri, Chief Marketing Officer at WP Engine, responsible for the company's global marketing, including brand performance, product marketing, and integrated marketing. Sachin brings two decades of experience in marketing and sales leading teams across industry-defining technology companies, including McAfee, eBay, and HP. Sachin is passionate about building brand experiences and performance marketing outcomes that earn the trust and the business of today's digitally connected consumers. Sachin actively participates in industry forums as a speaker and author, exchanging best practices in next-generation marketing with a core focus on data, machine learning, and human intelligence. He has a Bachelor of Electronic of Electronic of Electrical Engineering from the Indian Institute of Technology, Kampur, and, and an MBA from the University of Michigan. Welcome. Thanks so much for uh, joining us here. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And uh, it's great, great to have this conversation, Alejandro. Yeah, I love seeing, uh, we got to catch up a little bit before this. And I got to say, it I love is. seeing uh, your face again and getting the chance to connect. So thank you again for uh, for your time. So you let's, let's, let's jump into it. So uh, for those who have never heard of WP Engine, who are its customers and what problem are you helping them solve? Yep. So WP Engine is a WordPress technology company. We are number one platform of choice. And uh, WordPress is, uh, is an open source platform, a CMS, which powers more than 40% of world's websites. So customers use WordPress to build and power their websites and their online stores. And WP Engine powers more than top 200 most visited sites in the world than anybody else in WordPress. Wow. Um, we have a very strong platform that allows our customers uh, across SMBs and large enterprises uh, to design, build, power, and manage their websites and online stores, which is a lot more important now than ever before uh, as everybody is going digital. And of course, we are in the season of holidays, so you want those online stores to be cranking. Uh, a little bit about WP Engine. We are highly customer-inspired when we think of our building our products, our customer experiences. We, we lead with our one of the core value of being customer-inspired. That has led to a very humbling 14 times Stevie uh, Award winner. 14 times? Yes. My Lord. And sales. Uh, and then our uh, trust pilot rating is about 4.8, which is uh, which is possibly highest in the industry. So we, we are very humbled by the love that our customers give and their trust on our technology, their trust on our platform. And uh, as we as we say, we every day are driven by the vision and mission of powering the freedom to create whatever your brand and whatever your web story is. We are here to power it through the power of WordPress, through the power of WP Engine. Uh, thanks. Thank you for that breakdown. That's kind of wild. Just taking a step back, thinking that WordPress almost half of half of users out there that that create a website almost half of them are doing it on, on, on WordPress. And then when they are on WordPress and using WordPress, WP Engine is, uh, 
is the number one tool that they use to help save uh, a ton of time. Uh, I'm guessing when it comes to what you're describing, building building that store, uh, executing a number of the tasks that they would otherwise have to do manually, and and you kind of all pre it's prepackaged, right? Is that more or yeah, less? We are a we are a platform as a service. We also have a SaaS offering as well. And just to tell you the power of our platform and the scale, uh, about eight percent of webs web traffic. Mm -hmm flows through the website that are built on WP Engine. 8% of web traffic goes through a website that has WP Engine is using it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so we are very humble by this and uh, we invest pretty heavily into our platform and our customer experiences to be able to deliver that. Because as I said, we power the freedom to create. We want our customers to focus on their business, telling their story, telling their brand story and building their online store, uh, whether so, it is a small business uh, or a medium-sized enterprise or large-scale customers. And your your journey with WP Engine, it began almost two years ago, Yeah. right? And, and, and as a CMO, you've been responsible for driving business transformation towards self-serve, product-led growth, performance marketing, and demand generation for sales. I want to I want to delve a little deep into into each one of those. So WP Engine was founded in 2010. Yes. Is, is that correct? All right. And years ago. at that time, I'm curious, did it have a self-serve uh product-led growth strategy? I know you joined 2 years ago, so you weren't there in 2010, but um do you do you have an idea of like what what it was doing beforehand? Yes, yeah, so uh, the we have gone through a variety of different cycles of self-serve sales assisted, and we had a pretty good balance of both self-serve and sales assisted. Even before I arrived at WP Engine, we, we were doing both self-serve and, um, and sales assisted. Uh, but one of the key things that we wanted to invest in is how do we build PLG motion, product-led growth motion, so that we make it easy for our customers to, to discover our product, engage with our product, and as and when they are ready, transact with the product. Uh, because our eventual goal is to make them successful so that they can advocate for a product as well. Now, and, and just for everyone out there, uh, again, if, if you had not come across a PLG or product-led growth strategy, it's uh, the product is designed and optimized in a way that encourages the user to explore, adopt, and derive value from it without heavily relying on traditional sales and marketing methods. And what would you say, so that combination between your product-led growth, product-led growth and, and sales, you know, what are some of the common challenges you believe um, you face when you do decide to do a, you know, a, PL, a PLG strategy? Yeah, let, let me step back and give a little bit more. As I came in here at WP Engine, one of the key things that I want to make sure that we, we are very, very clear in terms of our strategy and goal. So you, you have to always start with the strategy and the goal in mind. Okay, yep. we, what we want to drive, what message we want to say, and what is a longer term trajectory. Uh, and for most companies, it is true, it is not either or, uh, because at times you want to enable the transactions pretty smoothly. Mm -hmm. and there are times you want to bring in a sales led or a human led functions to make sure that you're nurturing the customers and and growing from there. 
So as I came in, my first thing was, okay, what is the arch for our story and the goal? And from there, you really look into and appreciate what the history for the company is. I think you went there as well uh, and start to assess what's working. Hmm. And so you want to fuel that, you want to fund it. And second uh, is what could be better if. So you, if you know, I did not say what is not working because you want to keep along. It is what could be better if we do X, Y, and Z. That's the framework that I always apply is what could be better. Uh, and then you really lean in on people's passion, uh, the existing talent that we have, uh, that the company has. Uh, and then there are always talent gap that you will find either in terms of expertise or specialization um, and and make those changes, but always, always keep the spirit of one team, one, one dream mindset. I love that. What's working and what could be working better? What could be better if? What could be better if? So when you when you joined, uh, kind of looking back uh, these these last two years, when you joined, what were things that you already knew were strong? Uh, you were very competitive in, right? Like what was working? What what were some of the channels that you came in that you said this this is our sweet spot through here? We're getting tons of of uh, high quality leads. You know what does what did that look like? Yeah. So well, the first thing foremost is our platform and our customers love. As I already mentioned, customers choose WP Engine to build uh, powerful websites, the sites that they can rely on. So there was a lot to bank on our brand and our product. So that was one for sure. Second, on the similar realm, uh, WP Engine power our customers to build the website whether it is traditional WordPress or headless. And one thing when I came in here is like the team was extremely passionate and, and knowledgeable on e-commerce. Uh, but there was a need for us to step up and set the tone for what a world-class website is built on headless platform. That's when I came in, I built on that strength and we redesigned, re-architected, rewrote our entire site in headless so that we can personalize and be AI ready from there. What on. do you mean by headless? Is that like in uh, teams that, that uh, uh, few so, small teams or what do you mean by that? So um, WordPress as a CMS is highly integrated mm -hmm. uh, from front end as well as back end. What you design in a back end is what you can see. So yep. the publishing capability of WordPress is really advanced and makes it extremely easy for anybody to, to build a, uh, web pages or web designs based on that. Headless is a decoupled architecture where the backend, where you're maintaining all the content and CMS uh, and all information um, separated, decoupled from the front end. What this allows is you can use the, the platforms or the frameworks like React and JavaScript to build web experiences that are extremely fast, extremely performant, very high degree of flexibility on the front end and also omni-channel so because you can scale it across different experiences. Got it. So it allows form. you the flexibility. One, it provides you much better performance. Yes. Uh, I'm guessing in terms of, of speed. Uh, and then the speed, other is... Reliability, creativity. And, and, the cre and the flexibility on the creative side because you're able to use uh, Java script and React. You, you, you have more options of, of being able to 
show more creativity in your case or interactive uh, interactive uh, animations or whatever the case might be. Yeah. And we knew we were going down the path where we're going to use the power of our first party data to personalize and then also bring in machine learning models to, to present the content, which you could do in traditional WordPress as well, but you would either have to rely on a plugin or build a plugin yourself. And we decided to use our own product. Uh, so we drink our own champagne, Atlas, and we build our own, used our product to build our complete new website. And uh, fast forward, we did it in four months, all our SEO ranking, our core web vitals were just off the roof. Uh, in addition, customer sentiment still. How did you, all right, so that's really fast. In, in four months, <laughs> being able to, how did you, how were you able to get that adoption? You know, how, how, how did you get this out there in a way that allowed people, one, to know what this new thing was that you were doing, and two, to use it? Yeah. So the first thing, this was this was internal digital transformation. So part of it was also aligning internally and showing people what the vision is. And once you I highlighted, okay, this is where we are going in. This is what we want to build. We want to build personalized journey for our customers because all the research is saying that customers not only expect, but they demand and they want brands to anticipate what their needs are. So personalization is critical. And we wanted to personalize for our customers to be able to show the right product, right content at the right time. We talked about PLG before. This is the core of PLG. And the PLG has to really flow through the entire fabric, just like SEO has to flow through the entire fabric, digital fabric of the organization. Uh, so that was, that was one. And second, uh, we knew that search is still a very powerful platform and we want to be able to enable the discovery of the great content that we build. We produce a lot of content and we want to make sure that it is available and surface to the customer on, on uh, organic search and as needed on paid as, as well. So from SEO perspective, we wanted to redesign our website so it's extremely performant and helps us with SEO ranking as well. Third is there is a lot of creativity in the teams. We experiment like nobody else. And my team really wanted to turbocharge the experimentation uh, and, and Headless allows you to do that and articulate the stories in, in the way we want it to be. Uh, so that really allows everybody in the company to really get excited behind this vision. I love that breakdown, especially when you talk about the experimentation, because for founders in whatever stage and, and, and marketer in marketers in whatever stage there of a company that they're in, whether it's an earlier stage or it's mm -hmm. in a growth stage, um, it's about experimenting and it's about A-B testing and how quickly can you figure out and, and test that hypothesis. In your case, is there is there a particular, I wouldn't say example, and it doesn't have to be with WP, right? You've had plenty of experience in other companies, leading companies as well. Uh, are there things that have worked for you in the past? Is there a certain type of playbook that you use when it comes to experimentation? Yes, uh, I do, and I can I can share back after this. Uh, I wrote an article on Ad Exchanger a couple of years ago about the five pillars of experimentation. I'll share it with you. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I will. Is share it, could you link. highlight a, a little bit of that, or I I would. Uh, it's mostly you have to start with the customer, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, start with the customer hypothesis, what we're trying to do. And there I have a framework as well. There's a framework that I use across the board for many, many years. The framework goes by DITA. Uh, is do you want customer to discover something? Do you want customers to engage with your product? Do you want customers to transact? Or do you want customers to advocate? This is the journey and it's a complex net that customers go through. Discovery, engagement, transaction, and advocacy. As long as uh, any marketers or businesses are really tracking and building hypotheses around these, um, it's it just works. Uh, and then have a funnel. Have a funnel for how much experimentation you want to do. How many experimentation? What is the average lift per ex, um, per uh, experiment? And what is the total lift? And from there onwards, you can bake that into the financial plan. But let me step back to your um, other question of what are the best practices and the questions uh-huh. I ask. Um, so the, there are three main questions that we ask or I've been asking for years and my team really looks into it whenever they're building a web experience or any experience. First, what do we want customers to think? Think um, it's about a longer term belief or what do you want customers to believe is is a longer term arch that we want to talk. WP Engine is XYZ. WP Engine is the most powerful platform. It's the most reliable platform. WP Engine gives me peace of mind. That's what we want them to think and believe about WP Engine. And I've used that framework in my past life as well. When I was in cybersecurity or online entertainment, um, um, live entertainment with StubHub and eBay. Second question you want to ask is, what do you want customers to do? This is, this is all about behavioral science. What is the next click you want to take them? What is the next best action you want customers to do? So what do you want customers to think or believe, long arch? Second, right here, right now, what do you want customers to do? Behavioral science. Third is, is very nebulous to, to measure, but is what do you want customers to feel? Feeling is, is the feeling of, I'm at the right place at the right time. I won't be anywhere else but here. Is when it is a hard summer outside, you live in Florida, so you know, when it is hot outside and the moment you walk into an air-conditioned room or you get the first sip of that cold thing you're looking for. Oh, that- boy. Yeah, refreshing. Refreshing. And you would rather be there than anywhere else. So those are the three questions. What do you want customers to believe? What do you want customers to do? And what do you want customers to feel? Uh, as long as you're being truthful in answering those questions, uh, you have an arch of right here, right now, next moment, and longer term arch. How do you go about, you mentioned about it's so important to know your customer and exactly what you're talking about, right? Like what should they be thinking? What should they be doing? What should they feel? Um, how do you go about collecting feedback from customers uh, to, to help you iterate both the product or marketing strategy? Like how, how, how in tune are you uh, with the marketing team when it comes to customer feedback? Yeah. So there are two, two words that have existed in the past. And I think those words have converged together and in fact, accentuated even more so. So the first word that existed was let's go and do dedicated customer research and ask them every single thing. 
you should pursue that for sure. You should research customers. You should get customers' feedback, test new ideas with them, and really get that qualitative and at times quantitative input from customers to do what is right. The other uh, part has always been just put it in front of the customer. This is all about agile testing, just behavioral science. Put it in front of the customers. They're going to tell you uh, whether what is right. This is day in, day out digital marketing. This is day in, day out e-commerce. It's happening every day. Mm. You should bring them both together where you are constantly taking feedback. Hey, you do a quick test. Uh, call it as a pseudo test. These four things, which one is resonating more with you? It's like a research. Take that research, feed that into a live test, and now you have both the things together. Um, the third venue is actually very powerful, is the, is the um, feedback customers give on your reviews and ratings at different places. Read them. Read them, see what they are saying about you, what they like, and what could be better if uh, that you could you could work on and use those insights, ask questions, why customers feeling that way. And at times even reach out to have those customers interview. We do that all the time. Uh, and the last avenue is, um, is customer support. When customers call you, listen to those calls. I've been in the habit of listening to customers call for years and there is no better way to really know your customers as when they are experiencing it. I remember when I was at StubHub, as an executive team, we used to we used to take phone calls with our customers and try explaining to the customer why they cannot check out when the Super Bowl prices are high. There's nothing better way to actually learn from customers' uh, experience of their emotions and just going and explaining it to them. Uh, and boy, we have come a long way from there. And I, those are the best practices I always mention. You have to listen to your customers they are. They would love to talk to you. They would love to give you feedback because they're using a product. They've already chosen you. They want you to succeed because their success depends on your success. So th these are four key venues that we use in terms of testing and bringing customer insight into it. You you'd mention um, the different stages, right, of of a customer, of mm -hmm. the discovery, the, the awareness, all those things. When, when we talk about product-like growth and when we talk about demand generation, and you also discuss it's a balancing act between uh, what, what product-like growth means and then also what you can do on, on the outbound side of things. I'm curious, what demand channels have worked best for you? Um, and, and maybe this could be like, and I know you just rebranded everything and you, you know, you, you, you put on something fairly new. Um, but so far, whether it's, if we're talking about like, uh, and you said content is, is, is essential and is so crucial for your team, but if we're talking about content marketing or email marketing or social media marketing or events and webinars, uh, you, you mentioned, right. Search engine marketing, which one, is there a particular channel that has brought a ton of, uh, of, of, of high conversions or just been, uh, has provided great results for you? Yeah. So <clears throat> the way I think about it is <clears throat> there are two types of um, customers, just to broadly speaking. Mm -hmm. um, one are the customers who are in market. They know what they're looking for. They, they, they want a solution. And these, this is applicable to most industry, in my opinion. 
And I've used it in many, many industries myself. So they're in market, they're looking for solution. They may have a consideration set or they may have a preference set as well or, or nothing altogether. They're just in the initial stage, but they know they have a problem. They're looking for a solution. These are in-market customers. Typically, their journey begins on search. Their journey begins on reviews. Um, their journey begins on your own platform, your own website. And that's how it goes about. And and a lot of them could also originate from visual channels like online video, social media, et cetera, if you have the right signal. With the, with the privacy uh, picking up more now and the restrictions around that, mm. uh, you have to rely more on intent-based signals to really pick what customers are in market. Uh, and of course, once they're on your website, you want to remarket them and, and enable and drive that consideration and preference. So this is this is more in-market audience or customers who are in-market somehow. And the second type of customer is um, traditionally called as demand general customers who are unaware or not sure if they're right now in market to buy something. This is all about demand creation in the true sense. Uh, and this is where, obviously, if it is demand creation, if they're coming to your site, you have an opportunity to create a demand on your site as well. But most likely, these customers are elsewhere, and you want to pick up the signals by knowing our customers generally tend to also be interested in Y, Z, uh, or X, and you want to be contextually relevant and show your media in front of them in terms of those contextually re relevant spaces. Uh, and that's how you want to feed. So in a talking in marketing speak, you have to feed the funnel. You need both. You can do one. So lower funnel or customers who are in market, you want to build the channels that are capturing the demands. You want your SEO to work like charm. You want your SEM paid search to work like charm. You want remarketing, affiliate channels, social media. You just have to work. Your website has to be absolutely performant and ready to transact and make discovery for your customers when they are on their website. It's extremely critical. So this is all about lower funnel management. And as you optimize that, you want to then also start feeding the top of the funnel or what I call as demand creation to make sure that you're fueling this lower funnel. If you do one or the other, it is law of diminishing return and it will not work very well. If you only do top of the funnel, you go and create demand and never invest in capturing the demand, then you did create the category, but actually that's just going to go to your competitor or anybody else because you never build your website. You never <laughs> build your door funnel to capture that demand. If you only do demand capture, then you can get good success for a while, but then it, it the law of diminishing return will start to come in and your incremental CAC, customer acquisition cost, will start to rise. Your demand, because end of the day, you have to feed into your your brand and you have to feed into the demand. And that's what creates a full funnel. So you need both Alejandro versus one or the other, uh, yep. but sequencing to it. I love that. Uh, when, when do you know the right time to pull the plug or resources on a particular uh, type of strategy? And I, I know this is really hard and really tough. And, you know, what... Uh, depending on what content and what channel, how do you know how much time to allocate to say, let's just sit back tight, wait to 
read what some of these indicators are and and then make our decision but how, how do you how does that work on your end all right let me let me say it's an art and science so that's a broad caveat <laughs> it's hard yeah it's hard another way of saying but you there are there are tactics and strategies that you can apply to be able to do that in a more meaningful uh intentional way i think the first and foremost is you have to be attuned to the cost your business on a daily basis um, so wherever and however I operate, I always have something called daily performance dashboard. It's a daily dashboard. You look at your business in that particular reality. And in some places like uh, eBay's and startups of the world where it is, you have to go even on the hourly basis as well because the volume that are flowing through is, is massive. Mm. Uh, but whatever that granularity, I definitely do track it on a daily basis. So that gives you a pulse what's happening in your business and what's the movement. Second um, is track core KPIs across the funnel mm -hmm. uh, and financials. So with typical KPIs, wizards, conversion, ARPU or ASP, average selling price or average revenue per user and your revenue, uh, ARR, MRR, however you're tracking. Mm -hmm. um, N, your subscriber growth, your transaction growth, CAC, what is the customer acquisition cost? Uh, LTV, net retention revenue, return on uh, invested capital, uh, ROAS. Uh, so you, you track it on a daily basis. In addition, um, my team always builds data science model or just at times simple machine learning models or statistical models that really calculates what is the marginal return or the marginal CAC on the investment that is happening across the portfolio. And also incrementality of the channel. This is where the experimentation starts to come in. You put in the money uh, and you just see a channel shift and you don't see incrementality of the total business, then you know you're just shifting the channel and you're pouring money without getting any incremental return. So first thing is track your business on a granular basis, on a daily basis. Second, run experiments. Uh, to jitter this funnel. You have to constantly jitter the funnel, you constantly shake the funnel so that you're building that incremental return. Um, and then run data science to, you go outside of the trees into a bigger forest. Okay, mm -hmm. what is the arch? And your investment is this, what is your return? Eventually it will taper. The curve is always like this. You <laughs> increase the spend, your revenue increase, and then it tapers off. So how do you change that is running experiments or changing experiences to live this curve, to live this curve, to live this mm. curve, generating return, higher return for the same spend. So yes, the curve is still tapering. You just lifted it. You just lifted it. Um, and, and, and you track it. And you will reach a point where this is where art comes in when you develop a gut is, okay, the traffic is not rising. Um, the demand is not rising. You got to go and feed the curve. This is what I was talking about, feeding the funnel. Yep. Um, that's what you know what lever to to, uh, to press on. Uh, has events been a, a big component? Have they been helpful for you? Do you do any? Massive. Massively. Really? Massively. Uh, it's, it's a huge success story for us. Um, so WP Engine... Um, we 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 do a biggest event in the WordPress community. Um, 
It's called Decode. This is a very developer and web-centric and marketer-centric uh, online event. It's an online-only event. And what we do there, uh, this year alone, we had more than 9,000 registrations. Wow. So it's one of the biggest events. And what we did is we brought in the content strategy and into into and demand gen into, into the online event. So what we did is we we actually sought content that customers are looking to talk about and we build that content. Um, and then we we ran very solid demand gen to generate interest and passion for that particular event. Uh, and what we learned from that in the beginning of the year is like customers love online events. They want this quick and easy, everybody's online, many people are remote, and they want this quick and easy access way to really fuel that knowledge to do something better. And, and so our content strategy on online events has really pivoted very much towards the needs that our customers have. For example, there's a very high interest on how to improve SEO. And we did an online event of what are the top SEO strategies that you want to you want to take around. So we put together this really amazing panel of agency partners, brands. Uh, we do SEO as well to really talk about what is good on SEO and how customers can really accelerate that. So online events have worked out really well for us. How and often do uh, you have Decode, which is, it seems like that's the the anchor event. That's that's the massive one. Do you also, these other ones that you gave suggestions every to? Month, every, every month. Every month. Every month. And we may increase the frequency on that and make it more localized as well. Wow. So every month, a, a webinar for sure on a something. Webinar. Yes. Wow. That's great. Um, and then we are also accelerating that further with uh, a lot of content marketing uh, by making self-serve, if you will, um, consumable content. So we're, we have content platform and then we are building a video platform for customers to consume the content by themselves. This leads us into thought leadership, uh, which is the last part that I want to leave us in. Yeah. But for... You you're you're also uh, an advisor in um, or innovation. You're in the innovation advisory board. Uh, you're a member for the Brand Innovators Lab, a community of thought leaders from Fortune 500 companies. As we talk about giving customers what they are asking for, what they need, the the content that they the the answers that they're looking for. How do you leverage thought leadership um, at at WP Engine or even through your time with Brand Innovators Labs? Like, what are things that you've come across? I guess best practices when it comes to thought leadership, building thought leadership. Yeah. Um, first thing on that is you have to find your passion mm. in your industry. Because that's the only way you can be authentic. Uh, I love marketing. I love digital media. I've been in sales and marketing for more than 20 years. This is what I've done my entire life. To leverage the power of human connections through sales motion and leverage the power of digital and technology to deliver the brand stories and the growth stories. Um, so you have to start from there. Uh, and whenever we think of that, um, even within, we, we look for what are the different passion points because I may have certain passion point 
and and somebody else would have another. For example, one of our great product managers that we had here, uh, he's passionate about headless. We talked about headless in the beginning of the call mm -hmm. as well. So authentic, it just comes from within for him. So you have to start from there. It's like, what is your passion point? What is your expertise so that you can be authentic? And then really, really engage, uh, find the communities. The world we live in, there are so many micro communities at this point of time that there is an audience for your passion, your authenticity, and your expertise. And then find a um, community or a micro community where you can engage and exchange ideas. Um, a, to share what you have, and B, to listen and learn. Um, we are fortunate to live in marketing world where things are changing all the time. So it's always exciting with new things coming in, whether it is artificial intelligence, content marketing, video, what have you. Uh, so go with a genuine interest to learn as well. Uh, and that's basically where it comes in. Uh, and the last piece I would say is um, what I trained myself for years is be a consumer, be a user yourself. Mm. There's no better way of knowing something by being on the other side of the glass uh, or other side of the table. Uh, so if you are in social marketing, social media, be a social media user. If you're doing online events, be a user on the online events. If you are want to sell and be passionate about your product, be a user of the product. We talked about we use our own product, bringing our own champagne. That's where the thought leadership comes in, is about what's what's the broader trend happening how is it relevant to the community and what are the pain points or the needs of the industry or the users of the community and really be thoughtful and relevant about it um gone are the days where you can do a one-sided monologue or one-sided communication the conversation today is multi-fold it is not even a dialogue between one and two people it's like it's a community having a conversation. So how do you fuel this community with some of your expertise and some of those questions that even you don't have an answer, you want community to come up with an answer. And, and that's, how, that's how at least I approach. For founders with limited resources, any suggestions on how they could get started if they were thinking about building thought leadership? Again, go, going back to find your passion, find your expertise and be authentic. Don't overthink. Um, I sometimes, uh, this is my advice to everyone, like be intentional, be comfortable with your point of view, be open for a dialogue, be open for engaging in the community and write, record and publish your first article. Agent, uh, your community will give you feedback and you will evolve from there. It's almost an experimentation. So again, write, record, publish listen improvise and be at it and uh, repeat <laughs> and consistency also consistency like one and done people will forget you want to keep coming in go within community to contribute to the agency a community is very receptive when you're trying to uh, contribute if you're going in there to sell they will see it through mm. Any last uh, thing you want to share with, with the founder community? Anything that we didn't get to cover or uh, anything that comes to mind for everyone to know? By the way, uh -huh. when is this Decode event? Uh, it's happening in Q1 uh, next year. Next year. Q1 next year. Okay. Um, 
just one last thing, just my framework on the leadership is um, basically there are two main things that I solve for and it has worked really well for me. Is One is the quest for excellence. You're a founder. You have a passion about something. Seek an excellence. But no, excellence is a journey. It's not a destination. And that journey is filled with experiments. Experiments win, you learn on failures or in every which way, but be on a quest for excellence. Share your passion, provide clarity, communicate to your team. So that's one. Be on the quest for excellence. Second, care for people and their journey. Everybody is on their professional and personal journey. Uh, success is a team sport. It takes a village to get get success, and uh, and you have to care for people. Um, I genuinely engage with people. I try to. I aspire to care for them, care for their journey, and make a contribution in any which way. Wherever I've been able to accomplish is because. People helped me with, uh, along my journey. And it's my gen genuine back to the people who are working with me. Uh, and I've been fortunate that many of them have worked with me in many, many companies uh, to carry that success story. Definitely, it's, it's just those two key points. Be on the quest for excellence, care for people and their journey. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you so much, Sashin. Startup is the lifeblood of any business, any technology. So, you know, good luck to all your community members as well. I'm super happy and glad to be here. I appreciate it. You take care. All Cheers. right. You too. Bye.